0: Companies could do a great job benchmarking and tuning their tests to root out corruption if they could adequately profile what is an improper payment across hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars of transactions and multiple companies. Well, welcome to The Pond. I'm your host, Vincent Walden, coming back to you after taking the summer off and with some pretty interesting and exciting news. I've done a career change and after 25 years of being a consultant, primarily in the big four and most recently at Alvarez & Marcel, I've decided to become an operator and working with a company, a startup company named Kona AI. Focused on data driven compliance technology and innovation. And I wanted to take this episode to do something a little different. As you know, we always try to interview people innovating in compliance and anti fraud analytics. I thought this time I would take a little bit of a different approach, just this one time, if you'll allow me, to give a little story of how I made that career change and why I'm taking Kona AI. At the helm as CEO and where we're going to go with this company. So I think you'll enjoy it as an anti-fraud professional, a compliance professional. I think there's some trends in the market that convinced me it's time to head out on my own and start this company along with a, a dear friend and founder who I named a company after. Kona, his name is Anil Kona, is my founder. But I'd like to give a little bit in this 10 minute or so webcast why we arrived at Kona AI and what we plan to do in the market. As many of you guys know, I started my career at Arthur Anderson, gosh, back in the late nineties and got my CPA license and I always wanted to be a partner at the time, a big six accounting firm. In between that, I got the dot com bug, which was in nineteen ninety-nine to two thousand. I me and my some friends of mine raised a half a million bucks through my USC network on the city in Southern California. We spent a half a million bucks and thank God we sold the company for a half a million bucks. It, and it was called newsblaster.com. It was a PR news release distribution service. But that was just a really good lesson in managing cash flow and managing a business. But I decided to go back to nice, safe Arthur Anderson after that. And then Enron hit, of course, and say no more. But that's really what put eDiscovery on the map, as most of us know, in terms of text mining, scalability, et cetera. And I continued at Arthur Anderson until they went under and KPMG bought their division. And subsequently, I joined EY in 2006. And in 2009, this is kind of interesting. And this all leads up, trust me here, this all leads up to Ycona AI. In 2009, I worked with my team on the concept of fraud triangle analytics, aligning key, key words and text to pressure, opportunity, and rationalization and that really took off we wrote three articles in fraud magazine on the topic in fact in the september 2022 issue i'm revisiting fraud triangle analytics you know over a decade later and so take a look at that article when we revisit it but that's where we started really looking at keywords and corrupt intent and i was applying it not for just e discovery but as fcpa got hot in 2009 2010 we started using it for transaction reviews. And going back to my Arthur Anderson days, you know, I was an accountant. I knew General Ledger and accounts payable. It turns out that the key words used to describe improper payments and some of the techniques we used for e-discovery were quite useful in looking for improper payments. And with the advent of tools like Tableau and Spotfire and Power BI now, but particularly was Tableau back then, you could really make Transactions seeing by doing the analysis of, tra- of accounts payable or receivable or TE data and looking at the text mining. You know, when I saw friend words like friend fee or special payment or help fee, et cetera, those were potentially bribes. And it worked out aligning those to a service offering that eventually helped make me partner at EY, which was in 2011 when I was doing this in New York. Interestingly, along came Matt Galvin who at the time was chief compliance officer of Anheuser-Busch InBev. And in 2016, we took that methodology to AB InBev, which helped build the BrewRite platform. Back then, 2016, AB InBev just did a $100 billion acquisition of SAB Miller, and they were on the radar. They had to demonstrate an effective compliance program. And it was Matt's job to build this integrated, compliance program that later became BrewRite, which then became kind of the industry standard, or at least one of the leading practices in terms of a comprehensive data-driven compliance program. And it got all sorts of accolades. It was written up in the journal. It was a Harvard Business Review, et cetera. It was a pretty good job. The problem though was it was also an 8 million, actually at the end of the day, it was an $11 million project to integrate that entire system and build it from scratch. And companies nowadays simply just don't have that type of budget dedicated unless they're doing a $100 billion type acquisition, which is not very common. And so what Matt did beyond my engagement with Matt was he continued to build the algorithms and the predictive models of what is an improper payment, whether it was a circumvention of controls or corrupt payment or some kind of vendor scheme. AB InBev continued to live on with the BrewRite platform under Matt Galvin's leadership. And at the same time, in 2019, I left Ernst and Young to join Alvarez and Marcel, which is more of a boutique analytics investigations firm. And again, they're most known for their turnaround and restructuring. Great firm. But when I got there, you know, I didn't have the resources that I had at EY, and I needed a tool. And that's when I reached out to a friend of mine, Neil Kona, who I, he was a former EY partner with me and led our India operations practice. And I've known and trusted this guy for years. And I asked him, and Neil, help me out, man. We need to build what we had at EY and what we did at BrewRite, but we need to build it better, more scalable, and at a hundredth of the cost. I need to be able to deploy this not in six to eight weeks, but in six to eight days and be able to tie into an SAP or an Oracle accounting system and immediately get that data online within six to 10 days so we could." start the investigation or make it so cost effective that companies could do proactive compliance monitoring in line with what DOJ now expects. And really was awesome. Over the course of six months, he had built this and didn't charge me a dime, which was amazing. Thank God. We built this amazing platform together and I paid him per project when I was at Alvarez and Marcel. And if you, many of you heard at AM, they called a m Digital Twin well, that was me reselling the Kona AI platform under a white label. And it was fantastic. And it still lives this day because AM as a service provider uses this analytics as a service because they're experts in looking at transactions, looking at reviews, helping companies find improper payments using the Kona AI platform. And so for three years at Alvarez, that was my business. And really, it turned out earlier this year in 2022 in the, the late spring, I came to the realization, wow, Kona AI or you know this platform really needs to be scaled and really needs to be brought to the masses. At the same time, my friend Matt Galvin was leaving AB InBev because I think he took brew as far as it could go in the company. I mean, it was institutionalized and used, well-known system. He went on to be a research professor, research faculty at Harvard Business School. At the same time I left, to become CEO of Kona AI. And so you can see all these events kind of led up to this why we're taking Kona AI to where it's at now. And what's been really exciting over the last three or four months is in teaming and collaborating with Matt, we're working with MIT to build a data sharing or I should say algorithm sharing consortium of leading companies. The premise is very simple. If I can build a predictive model for a company like Brewright or any other companies in the Kona AI platform, then that model should be even more effective if we look at what triggers across multiple companies. The premise being multiple companies sharing insights across a data sharing consortium in a secure way where transactional data is never, ever shared. Only the algorithms and the and the scoring is shared. And what tests are driving those scores. That's the kind of information that's shared and centralized. Companies could do a great job benchmarking and tuning their tests to root out corruption if they could adequately profile what is an improper payment across hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars of transactions and multiple companies. And that's this initiative with MIT. Matt has called it, the organization being formed is a not-for-profit called Integrity Distributed. And that's where these algorithms lie. And Kona AI is kind of the on ramp for hosting individual client data, either in clients' own secure cloud or on premise, or in Kona AI's own secure platform, but then feeds up or has, you know, sends through an API the algorithms in a secure format so that the consortium can continue to be fed. That's what was pretty exciting and grandiose in what we're doing. And lo and behold, it's working. Oh my gosh, we have a model now. And the score is actually 73% F1 score, which is a measure of precision and accuracy. And it continues to grow. I would love to see that thing get closer to 80 or 90%. So that is kind of the story of why we've been led here. And in addition, so that part of that initiative led us to the Financial Times, winning the Financial Times Innovative Lawyer Award, where we collaborated with several law firms, with Covington, Davis Polk, Paul Hastings, Debevoise and Plimpton and Freshfields. And they've been advising us as we go through this research. And they've been fantastic. Those some of the lead white collar partners there. We also got recognized by the U.S. Treasury and State Department for an anti-corruption tech sprint using the same methodologies, as well as some of the ideas around what could be done with blockchain and smart contracts. So, I mean, it's really interesting what the story is. And I'd encourage folks, again, this is not a sales pitch, I don't mean to be, so it's not going to be, but take a look at what we're doing. You can go to www.konaai.com and take a look. I think you'll see me out on LinkedIn. I'm super excited to be taking this company where it is. The feedback from companies have been tremendous. There's a lot of companies, mainly Fortune 500 or Fortune 1000, global companies looking to measurably improve their compliance program taking a lot of the concepts that we learned through years of building these platforms, not only for Brewright, but for scores of other companies and actually operationalizing it with automation, machine learning, advanced behavioral algorithms. And we've got something pretty exciting. So thank you for your time. I appreciate joining me on the pond. I promised to bring back guests, but I figured I'd wanted this time just to talk to you directly, to give you the story of what led me to Kona AI. Thank you very much and have a great rest of the week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Walden Pond podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review.